genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about comics that came out a week ago. My name is Adam Sheen, and I'm here, as I always am, with the folks I'm always here with, Sean Batit. I finally unmuted myself. <laughs> Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. hey As a courtesy, I want to remind all y'all that we spoil comics on this podcast, so um, I'll give you some timestamps in the episode description and all that stuff. Our top story today is 10 Deaths of Wolverine Number 1 by Benjamin Percy, Federico Vicentini, Dijo Lima, and Frank Martin. I a thousand percent read that as X Deaths of Wolverine because I'm an idiot. I did too. I was, I, I, I paused. Yeah, I no, was like, I saw, do I say, I saw it. Do I, I say X Deaths and then have Casey correct me uh-huh. or do I just, or do I just say 10 deaths? Yeah, we're, we're back in the position where Brian's uh, saying X deaths just to fuck with me. Just like te- X of swords. Or is it X deaths? No, it's 10. It's 10. It's 100. It's a 10 issue mini. <laughs> it's 10. Yeah, but there's not deaths yet. Yeah. It, yeah. Yet. Yet. We'll talk about Are they just going to do all 10 in the 10th issue? That doesn't seem right. <laughs> we'll, we'll get, get there. Yeah, we'll get there. So as as Sean alluded to, <laughs> you want to tell the story, Sean? No, we're off to such a late start. Yeah, we were me, oh, we're an God, hour later than we should have been because it took Sean an hour to set up his new mic, and mm-hmm. he got to the point where he like accidentally disconnected his like like uh keyboard and mouse and was yep. just like flipping the fuck out. Had to switch over to the the uh laptop on like on a completely different computer now still trying to troubleshoot the thing it was just he he pressed the mute button it was just on mute i was about to give up and then i don't know why it just it dawned on me and i was like you have got well cuz i made to the joke that kidding me. i said does it have a batteries in it like and did I think you check that to see what has- something in my brain <laughs> Yeah, I, I I saw the light bulb go off mm-hmm. in your head, and I was like, "Oh shit!" He there's like an off switch. Yeah, <laughs> turns out there's a mute button, guys, and if that's on, the mic doesn't work. <laughs> Weird how well, that works. The, crazy, the mute right? button works. The mute, yeah, it turns out the mute button works uh, works very well. Uh, so yeah, Sean, you sound great. Well, at least I sound great. Hopefully, uh, you, the listener, noticed too, because I was about to throw it, this thing yeah. through the fucking window. <laughs> well, I mean, and and apologies to the listener for all the crackling that happened on last week's episode. That's the well, uh, that's the issue we're and, trying and to apo- fix. Apologies to the listener for listening to Sean breathe directly into their ears for the You're last one hundred and two episodes. I mean, we we still don't know if that problem's fixed. It's called but, ASMR. Uh, <laughs> All right. Some people like that shit. Non-consensual ASMR. Oh, <laughs> um, that's a too also, long of an acronym. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. sorry to all of the ASMR listeners. Yeah, uh, you're not going to hear that crap anymore. Um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully. If you're interested, uh, in I'll just lip smack at the end of the episode. Oh, God, Great, please. good, awesome. Uh, just eat macaroni I do also, and cheese I do, on my. <laughs> I do also want to point out that for any listeners that are that are new to the show and don't know what Sean does. He is. What, what do you do, Sean? Um, nothing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I work in IT and I'm yeah! ashamed of myself. Casey's uh-huh. so happy that wow. so she watches Casey's fucking, really like, it's, the it's, Schadenfreude. The, it's, <laughs> it's truly beautiful. Yeah, I, I, was, I said after it happened, I was just like, for some reason, watching Sean suffer and then turn <laughs> out to be 
just a fucking idiot about technology specifically was like heroin to me. Like it was just, just I just a- think it's funny. The last time that we were involved in technology together involved me driving to old city so I could resurrect your computer to get your shit off of it. And oh yeah, I no, did. I never claimed to be good with computers at all. And I am aware God. that you are good with them, which is why this is hilarious. It could be bad worse, with, Sean. You could be audio. a mic repairman. <laughs> yeah like if, yeah if my computer was broken i could fix it but this is uh you know i'm still well, new to this game the number the number of game. times you've you've talked about uh like when you were doing uh customer oh, service and yep. and then you you answer the phone and go uh oh did you try turning it on and then, <laughs> and then they That's hang the up problem. the phone because that was the first thing that they didn't try I, yeah. I was just suffering through that feeling of like I knew I could help out if I could just like get my hands on the thing and look at it and figure it out. And so it was like, it was like I had an itch that I couldn't reach. Oh yeah. No, that's that so, like, is... I had that feeling throughout the entire transaction. Yeah. Every like, time, I just... yeah. every time my mom gets a new piece of technology or a piece of her technology stops working or she, I just tell her to download an app. It's just the, it's this just like, okay, all right, take a picture of the remote. Take yeah. a picture. Of the... <laughs> yeah. Now take a picture of your screen. It's blurry. I can't see anything. Take another picture. Like, <laughs> no, that's your thumb, screen. Mom. Can you take yeah. another picture, please? Yeah. No, at one point, like, yeah. trying to help her set up a new Blu-ray player, she had to take a picture of, like, oh, man. the three different remotes that she has for her TV, and I was like, yeah. I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Yeah, I'm going to drive that's... down there 1,000 miles just to do this and then immediately drive back because it's easier. The best part easier. about shit, like, yeah, it's, it's easier than you trying to explain it over the phone. <laughs> The shit like this, though, never going to forget that ever again. Oh, yeah, no. Never again will I forget that <laughs> that worry. button is there. I won't let you forget. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of thing that snaps you awake when you remember it. Like, <laughs> uh, Well, uh, I'm glad that we, we were able to talk about your fuck up, Sean. Uh, but I also, I had a thing happen in my real life. And, you know, I, I got to talk about it. Uh, I did uh, Flirt Vonnegut's Fantasy Basement last week. I think we talked about the precursor. Yeah, did um, you come up with a burlesque name? Uh, the, the winner of, uh, the, the, the front runner was Scarlet Bitch. Ooh, um, it's a pretty, pretty good, good one. That's pretty good. Somebody had another one, but Scarlet Bitch stuck out of my brain. Um. But yeah, no, I, I didn't do an impromptu burlesque set, much to the dismay of no one at all, because uh, no one <laughs> wants to see that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was really fun. It was, I, I, I was told that I killed it, but what really happened was Flirt invited me up on stage. I didn't break kayfabe. I was really worried I was going to use his, his, his legal name, and I didn't, so nailed oh. it. Um, so uh, yeah, called me up on stage, and then it was over. So like... I, I guess I contributed it, but it felt like it just like was done immediately. You didn't, so. you didn't end it, right? You didn't like go on stage and everyone just laughed. It's like, oh, <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> well, um, fuck. <laughs> it also like it was it was perfect because like the, so there was like a first portion of the show where it was like a comedian, an interview, and a burlesque, and then there was like a small intermission where you could grab a beer or whatever, and then it was comedian, my interview, and then another burlesque, um, and. The comedian that went on right before me just talked about like gentrification the whole time. Nice. <laughs> cool. Cool. Nice. And like just how late stage capitalism is a nightmare and like gentrification is, is fucking bullshit. But like, you should see how I got two, two decks. I got, uh, you know, like, so it's a pretty, pretty nice deal. I'm not gonna, you know. And then, yeah. And then flirt, you know, 
called me on stage and was just like, what customers do you hate? And I'm like, oh, misogynist. And it's just like, oh, God, I, I, I am sorry. People came here to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> but he asked you, what customers do you hate? Yeah, like, that's, that's- yeah, the first question was just like, let's talk shit on your customers. And I was like, fucking finally. But God. what if they're here? You should have been like, there's this dude, Adam. Uh, <laughs> A couple of them were there. I should have. I should have just talked shit on the specific customers that were in the room because that would that, be pretty funny. That would have been funny. He also, uh, uh, Flirt had a, a really good joke that was only a joke for me and Brian, where he's just like one of the like introducing me as like one of the top three employees of Brave New Worlds, and I <laughs> had to go on stage and be like, "There's only three employees." That's the joke. <laughs> but you're in the top three. The top that's three, solidly in the top three. Can yeah. confirm. I would have sucked if you were out of the top three. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was a fucking blast. So, uh, you know, Sweet. anything that he has like that in the future, I will not be terrified to do it and I'll actually do it enthusiastically. So, uh, and also the next one is Godzilla. So if you're a Philly person or, I mean, it, it, they had the virtual screening too. So if you're, if you're into Godzilla, check that shit out. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, sorry. That was, that was my, I, I actually experienced something in real life for once. So I had to talk about it. That's dope. great. I'm so happy for you. I was I was supposed to go to New York this weekend and bailed out just just out of COVID anxiety, and now a huge winter storm is hitting New York, and hey, look no at one's that. doing the probably thing a good that call. Yeah, on. yeah. So yes, now what? nobody can. Oh man, what, one of my friends showed up, um, and I didn't even recognize him because his hair is so goddamn long, and then like all like the end of the first like first half of the show he ran up and he's just like hey i gotta there's too many people here i gotta go i'm like yeah dude it's, that's totally fair like covid anxiety is a real deal and he's like no 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 it's just the regular social anxiety i'll see you later bye and then just like ran away <laughs> wow so i was that's like that's me. also fair <laughs> yeah you got to applaud the honesty yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it was hilarious it's keeping it real <laughs> No, it's Sorry, just too many people great. in general. Yeah, this is great, but I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. My hair is on fire and I need to go. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That sounds like you had a great time. Yeah, it's a blast. Yeah. Wish it, I could go. Just getting to go to a bar with friends was enough oh. of a thrill. Mm. Oh, I feel that I, I, like... That's all I can think about some days. It's yeah, like, man, I would. I just want to walk into a warm bar on a snowy day. Yeah, you know? dude, I want to like, walk into a bar and before I sit down, my drinks there. Ugh, I miss mm-hmm. that shit so much. And yep. like, not to rub it in, but like, it was like just the right amount of people. Like, it mm-hmm. wasn't like packed, but all the seats were full. That's so good. It was this like I was like, it, it's a success, but it's not freaking me out. Like, yeah, and people were respectful and wearing their masks and they weren't drinking, and it was like. It was comfortable. Fuck. It was a good experience. Comfy. It's a comfy. It's a, good, it's a good. It's a good room. Good room. Yeah. Good room. That's good. Glad to hear it. Hell yeah! All right, so comic books. There's a few. There's the. There's one <laughs> in particular. Strongly. There's one in particular. There's an elephant in the room. There's here. this new book that's out. Um, maybe you've maybe you've heard of it. Say Sega. Sega. Sa- Everyone's Sega. favorite. Sega. Sonic? Sega Genesis. Everyone's favorite. Uh, Sa- Saga Genesis. Um, <laughs> We've got to start the show. The Triumph and Return of Saga, number 55, by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. Um, um, and so, so this is a bit of an unprecedented move for us. Um, you know, as, as Adam always says at the beginning of the show, you know, like, hey, we'll put timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything you need to skip. And this is the... 
IRL timestamp for RJ because RJ has not read Saga and wants to. I've and read some a, of it. Ha, you haven't read up to the 54, which no. has a major event that is unavoidable when talking about 55. So this is your, your cue to, to mute us uh, so we don't <laughs> spoil it for you. <laughs> uh, I think I could get around it. No, there's no way. There is the, the entire plot is dealing with that. Kind of. Not the entire plot. A lot of it. <laughs> I think on. I can do it. It's fine. I think I can do it. I don't know. I, this is the first issue of Saga I ever read, and it I thought, all kind of just works. I think I uh, they did a really good job, one, understanding that there was, there was a built-in break anyway, but it ended up being a lot longer than it was supposed to. So I think this issue, by its nature, already was going to be very recappy. Um, but it also, because they kind of jumped time a little bit, it feels of like a very natural jumping on point too. Um, I mean, they jump without... time every story arc. Yeah. Um, like, but, it, but it's, it's almost been real time. Since it has got... been real time. No, it's that is definitely part of it. Since, yeah. Yeah. It's but, been three years in the book and in real life. <laughs> but jumping into it the way I did, it just felt like, um, a typical image yeah. number one where like. You know how sometimes they'll start you in the middle of a story and mm-hmm. then you just kind of piece it together as you as you work your way through it. It felt like that to me. Like and they did like a really this good felt like a it. perfect jumping in point. Yeah. So, I will um I'm going to do my best here. I think I can do it. <sighs> I don't All right, I trust you, but I don't believe you. <laughs> so, um anyone who's familiar with Saga, we have our our protagonist who is some Thank you, Jesus. I cannot I'm getting tired. Um, <laughs> Hazel, who we've seen grow from a, a wee little baby. Literal now, birth in the first li- issue. Literal birth, yeah. Now I believe she's like 10 to 12-ish, right around there. They say it specifically in here. I'll find the panel. Something like that. Um, and we kind of start off with <laughs> her stealing and running through the streets just straight up aladdin style i was about to say this is very aladdin vibe. yeah very aladdin opening scene and it's it's pretty great ah yes Um, she uh just turned 10 the previous week just turned 10 perfect and we kind of have this is kind of where we get the recap of really what the main events that just happened and i'm going to try to keep it as spoiler free as possible without saying anything specific i mean it's it's fine I'm trying to be respectful of both you and other people who don't remember that's fair you know just trying to help um basically giving us the update to the recap of like the main story of the first 54 which is the war between um the moonies and landfall which is the wings and the horns which if you guys are familiar with the series is um her mother uh is from landfall. land and her father is from the moon and so they're they're the romeo and juliet of this alien war <laughs> Um, and, and, and she's she, the chimera uh, uh, birth that, like, she's kind of a symbol of resistance because people didn't yes. even know it could happen, so... Correct. And it's, you know, it's like, we don't have to fucking hate each other, so... Um, but she runs into, like, a guard that's kind of, you know, sees that she is this person, that she is this kind of chimera. It's like, what the fuck is going well, on? Well, no, they, mo- they see her horns because they she can the horns, hide like, the oh, wings. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's a fucking Mooney. It's like... Well, and, and, and uh... The, the the people from the moon are clearly like 
a, a lesser class. They're, they're the, the, yeah, they're the second class citizens. And they're, the, they're seen the as like planet. an indigenous tribe because like they have yeah. a, like their own language and they're definitely like they don't have the infrastructure. Yeah. And they don't have the infrastructure that, uh, that that landfall has. So they're yeah. yeah. But she can't hide she her horns, so she's she just is is you know instantly one of them. You know, I love how she runs into this soldier and like is kind of giving her shit, but then the guy chasing her is like yelling and just doesn't know when to stop, and the soldier just fucking rifle butts him in the face, and she's like, "Well, if I learn one thing, it's uh to just fucking walk away when I get a distraction." So I'll oh shit, and then yeah, so she's kind of like, "All right, I'm gonna take advantage of this." You know, one of the people is like, "I don't want to arrest him," but then they have a freaking um someone from the moon that comes up who got their horns cut off and sets does like a suicide bomb right in the middle of the freaking pl- plaza and kills yeah. all these people it's fucked up so, so that's where we start so she's like yeah i'm out of here and this is when we learn that she now so, also has wings does she have like a force field around her she can yeah, do they, magic they, the the blue words yeah. whenever they talk there's the like they have this text. language that's that is a magic language where they can yes. like cast spells and they stuff. even call it is she speaking blue it's called blue which is uh, okay. kind of funny um yeah i do like this good. panel where there's just a smoking pair of boots left <laughs> yeah yeah and and like you know in in classic colonialist bullshit fashion they're like oh where'd her partner go and it's like they just assume that the suicide bomber and this other person from this race are like in cahoots like, like its partner not even like oh yeah <laughs> her or their partner so yeah like that's how that's yeah yeah the dehumanization of the yeah. yeah if anyone's read any of the series like this is you know it's picking really right up or left off but again it does a really good job as adam was saying of like you're, you're figuring out this world again really really quickly because it is different since it's been three years um and I love how she looks at her watch and it's just 90% of it says late. And then there's just a one green slice that says safe. <laughs> and it's just tracking. It's just tracking when her parents, uh, her mom is gone. <laughs> and so she, has I to need get to watch back. like this. She has to get back to the spaceship. So she Honestly, doesn't get caught. It's I, fucking I need great. that too. <laughs> yeah. And then in true saga fashion, we have a full splash page of a naked Boobies. woman screaming. Breastfeeding is bullshit. <laughs> um, I'm not mad about it. There's, there's always some of this, but this book is is particularly saga esque in that fucking, and the, the graphic the ro- sex. The one with yeah, the robot some, queen. There's some. Yeah, dude, that one was that issue with the robot queen, Casey. Like that. Oh yeah. Like, Whoa. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That and the, um, the spider lady sex scene. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the spider world. lady. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, so this is um, Hazel's mom, Alana. She's basically using, um, she's basically talking about how all this, you know, breastfeeding shit's a tool for the patriarchy as a way to sell formula. <laughs> Um, to kind of scam people, basically. Um, but they get kind of stomped on by these, what appear to be fire people. Because they just appear to be fire in a suit, yeah, like a cops. But like cop they're also uniform. cops. Yeah, they're, like they're, they're fire like a different. Cops. They're a different species that has yeah. been hired by land, landfall to be like to, to be cops. Or, and like, cops. So are they firemen? Uh, <laughs> Could we call them firemen? Potentially, yes. Um, I'm not. Perhaps, mayhaps. Perhaps. 
I'm gonna call him fireman. <laughs> so she's kind of getting uh, getting the fucking business for like, yo, like you can't be doing this shit. Just get off the street. Stop showing your tits to everybody. Like, get the fuck out of here. And it, it's um, not even really the the sexual thing. It's like uh, you don't have a license. You don't have a medallion to. You haven't to paid sell to your, be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To sell your wares. <laughs> yeah, I like they're like we don't care about your tits. <laughs> we, we, yeah. we care that you're here selling stuff without a permit. Which is classic. I think they specifically say is this has got nothing to do with your saggy old tits, ma'am. <laughs> but I'd say he's got it wrong. Oh um, yeah, no, we would all agree that Alana is a fucking babe and a half. Yeah, smoke show. Yeah, classic. Uh, and then her <laughs> call her husband shows up and just like kind of talks sweet talks the constables out of letting their go because they're uh, you know it's a good product and they're not trying to like really do anything wrong so he kind of gets them and then they get called away because the suicide bomber well and he also just gives them a bunch of free formula and bribes yeah it's like here you go help your kids like Uh, yeah he's like it's fireproof (laughs) yeah he bribes them to go away so very quick thinking uh it's also on his uh, part i i would like to say that i was both uh i called it i was correct and then i got bamboozled and i was wrong but when this cover debuted i was like yo that's gonna that's gonna be fucking Hazel's stepdad, and I'm gonna fucking hate it. I fucking hate this guy already. He's gonna be a shitty stepdad, and I'm gonna be so mad, and then... Well, don't worry. Alana took care of that for you immediately, immediately. when she said, don't you ever fucking pretend you're my husband again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the qu- the quickest I've been, like, furious, and then immediately relieved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, oh, thank um, God. But it, you're so I much like better than guy. him, Alana. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I like him as a, as a sidekick. I don't like as him a as, a, as, a, as a husband. Yeah, so this is her partner in crime, basically, just kind of helping her kind of make make ends meet, selling well, this stuff. definitely not partners either, because she she corrects him when he says, when he calls her partner, and he's like, ah, uh, no. <laughs> oh, it's like, yeah, sorry, boss. Like, don't call me boss. Sorry, Alana. Don't use my name in public. Sorry, like, giga- gigantic bag of douche. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck am I supposed to call you? <laughs> um, so they go back to their ship, which is dope, by the way. Oh, um, yeah. this is from the oh, it's just a flying tree spaceship. Sentient awesome. tree. It's a sentient, sentient tree want, spaceship. I want one. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't agree more. <laughs> uh, so she finds she gets home. She sneaks in. Um, she's able to get though. We we see that Squire, uh, Prince Robot's son, um, is with them and is getting tutored. Um, but since all the other shit that happened and the issues prior to this, he's pretty much catatonic. He's not speaking, so he's he's traumatized in that way, but he's like but the real takeaway is Hazel's like, yeah, like, he saw some fucked up shit. He's like, yeah, but so did I, but like, I'm fine? Like, am I fucked up? Like, is there something wrong with me? Because I don't really feel that, so she's questioning whether something's wrong with her. Um, but then I like this back- little guy. I like his little, I like his little TV face. Squire's oh, yeah. great. You gotta read all of Saga because there's a whole race of people that mm-hmm. have TV faces. Yep. He reminds me a little bit of uh, of uh, the little Game Boy guy from uh, Adventure Time. Oh, oh. Uh, Bemo. Bemo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole robot kingdom where they all look like that. Yeah, his dad, his dad is uh, a giant piece of shit who you eventually have, like, some sympathy for Dude, that he's a lo- piece of shit by the end yeah yeah but he's yeah. also a piece of shit it's this like i have, I have so many mixed feelings about prince robot which is yeah. his name the prince robot <laughs> so they, which is they why this home. guy's name squire get it prince robot squire anyway 
Yeah, good call. Good call. <laughs> so they get home. Uh, they immediately want to make. They're going to make spaghetti burritos, which sold. Yeah. Um, I I want one. <laughs> then we kind of find out that Alana and and crew they're kind of tough on cash, and the uh, the the tutor is really expensive, and they're trying to make ends meet and keep everything going. But they're just all right. We'll we'll get there. We'll try to pay you. Like we're trying. Like so, they're kind of you know we're we're getting their backstory. And then we find out why Alana or Hazel went and snuck out. She went and stole before I'm going to kick back to the other part of the book later. Yeah, she yeah. went and stole um, a record and was kind of just talking about like the first time she's just in a restaurant with her family. And like you hear this song and you just can't not hear it. Um, and it's just like always stuck in your head. Um, and you and you ask your parents what it is, and they say that it's whatever it is. It's terrible, and, and you it's realize terrible and you realize like they they got too old for the new generation. It was like this, it was a very like beautiful couple pages of like them dancing and everything. Um, and the song was "Assassins of Sadness" by Fartbox. <laughs> <laughs> very much that's such that. a great band name. Yeah, I was like, okay, Fartbox. Um, then they're interrupted because someone's. <laughs> There's literally a giant skull and crossbones spaceship. That's <laughs> They're right pirates. Near them. How do you know? <laughs> Just trust me. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a great splash page. Yeah. Also, I want one. Uh, <laughs> right. This book has a lot of that stuff. It's like, fuck, that would be cool. <laughs> um, and this is where we kind of find out maybe what they've been up to. So they go get hiding in the storage closet to kind of hide from these people while her partner, uh, her like. Um, employee What's his name? Bomb- Bombazine or something? Bombazine, or, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll just call him B. Um, <laughs> goes and takes care of the shit, and Squire like picks up something that looks like chocolate, and she's like, "Yo, don't eat that. That's not for you." Um, and she's like, uh, "That's not for you. That's for the adults that we sell the drugs to, because we're smugglers." <laughs> so we find out that on, in addition to hawking, so this uh, I formula, want one. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Um, they, they've been drug dealing. Um, so the, <laughs> which is great. So the other side of this is, uh, we, we get some flashbacks to some of the characters. We have the will landing on a planet with, um, to go, oh, fuck. Yeah. 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 How are you going to do it? I got this. I got this. <laughs> we have the will landing on a planet to go meet with Gwendolyn and now lion cat, who is a fan favorite. Um, and he's back, baby. To, uh. I finally turn- get what that is now. Also, yeah. seen- last time we saw Lion Cat, he was like, like spaced, like he got like thrown out of yeah. a fucking airlock. So I'm so glad he that- survived somehow. I'm glad that Lion Cat can survive in the vacuum of space. Yeah. Um. So he's or turning into a- one. They just <laughs> no, possible. no. It's the it seems li- to be no. the same one. Yeah, it's the same one. <laughs> um. He's That's turning in a contract to Gwendolyn. Uh, the will is a. Uh, contract killer. Yeah, yeah. He is. He is a uh, mercenary. He's a bounty hunter. Uh, so she, he's turning in his contract to Gwendolyn. Um, she's very pleased. Yes. And immediately says, give me that dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> they bone. Like, very explicitly. I like I this want page one. with Lion Cat specifically. It's like, <laughs> it's like we're going to fuck. And he's like, are you married? He's like, my wife and I have an arrangement. Cat's like, lying. He's like, well, okay, fine. Jesus. And he's like, He's like, don't you want to fuck? Like, don't you want to do that? He's like, no, lying cat, lying. So obviously, just like, all right. And like, like, 
he just landed and like there was other people there and he just told them to fuck off they're just like in the middle of oh yeah they're just outside they're just they're just, just outside <laughs> just fucking like she just grabs his dick and just fucking goes for it <laughs> yeah this is very very explicit uh-huh. like yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, as Casey's mentioned, uh, I almost expect it in Saga. <laughs> yeah, I'd be disappointed if it wasn't, especially in the um, first issue since this big hiatus. Like, come on, you gotta, yeah. you gotta give me something incredibly shocking and hot. <laughs> There's some other tidbits in that scene that I don't want to get to because I want to try to keep it spoilerly free. But like, there's some like. There's some history that are going There's a along. lot of it's like, history going on, and the yeah. fact that their celebratory fuck is particularly dark. Considering yeah. the contract she just he just fulfilled. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But um I think I did it, Casey. Yes, I think you did. Uh it's the only so so I only <laughs> want to mention uh, you missed like when she's running through the streets like being chased by the cops, there's this really great speech about that's like technically about her history. But yeah, really I, but but really yeah. it's about living through COVID. Like it's it's about the book and it's about like how time doesn't make sense anymore. Like it, it's about like two people who made something that's beautiful and like they kind of went their separate ways for a while and then they came back and made the thing and it's like uh this is just about saga. And like the time period takes place like it's it is literally 3 years in the book and 3 years in real life and so it's like it's very meta like kind of kind of a conciliatory Brian K. Vaughn talking to the reader, which I thought was really fun. Yeah, it's like centered around about like how ideas survive. Exactly. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a great... I kind of didn't want to go into that too much because a big part of yeah. that is what we're trying not to talk about, but the, it, 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 thing, it is very good. The only thing I well can done. say without spoiling the thing, the, the elephant in the room, um, it is about processing grief. And, and we kind of touch yes. on that with, with, uh, uh, with Hazel and, and Squire and like how Hazel's recognizing that she's processing grief completely differently than Squire and like is concerned yes. by that. Um, yes. But yeah, no, uh, all of that being said, if you haven't read Saga, you're fucking up. Uh, this is a good jumping on point, but I recommend starting from the beginning. It seems like a daunting task, but it's it goes so fast like each trade is like a 30 minute read because it is just fucking riveting like there's a reason the hype is real you know like and and it, and if yeah. you want to just dip your toe in and see what all the hype is about i did that and <laughs> yeah it's it's a great it book. tracks um it works me personally like brian k vaughn's one of those writers like he it doesn't matter at this point so like and this is to me one of his best and I, I'm, you know, I think he's got some great series under his belt, especially recently. So mm-hmm. super excited. This is back. He even put a great letter. There's a great letter at the end too, just talking about the time off and like the, all the people involved making the book. It's crazy to me that it's him, Fiona Staples and the letterer that have made this book every single issue from the beginning. Yeah. And they're well, the shit, only who's people the that are going let's, to, let's shout them. If uh, they're uh, phonographics. It's oh. crazy. Um, so it's literally three people have made, and that's the plan to make all 108 issues that are going to come out yeah yeah so this is literally the, the halfway team. point also which is mm-hmm. which is they have they have announced which is cool i'm hoping that they're able to like not have to do this break very selfishly if they need to i get it but like no, they man, usually I do like book. a small break in between each story arc yeah. which which is just makes sense for uh storytelling reasons because as, sure. as i said there's a there's a 
there's a time jump between each story arc. Not usually the literal amount of time yeah. that has passed in the real world, but usually it's like take six months off. Oh, we're five years in the future now. You know, it's like, yeah, a, it's like an to, anime time jump. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. we have to get to the age that she is, that she's because she's narrating the whole series. We have yeah. to get to that age, whatever yeah. that age is. Mm hmm. I'm hoping that it's her as an old lady talking to her grandchildren. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to be like young adult or maybe like the age her parents were when the book started. Yeah. Or, or talking to her kids. It's yeah, something like that. Telling her daughter yeah. the story. Yeah. But uh, it's so good. such a great book. So I'm so good. happy it's back. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, I, I was like, I wonder if the hype will still be. Oh, yep. Yeah, there it is. It's this is this book. So goddamn charming. Um, That's great. Speaking of charming book. and sexy books, uh, Dude, right? Right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Too, I like how you put these back to back. I did it on purpose. Uh, get all the horniness out of the way. Get all the right horniness. Back. You know. Uh, wow. That's what There's I do. gonna be some horniness from my book. That's yeah. Well, that's why it's third. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, there is a bit of horniness there, isn't there? <laughs> so, I have great, Human yeah. Target number four by Tom King and Greg Smallwood. Um, I think we've talked about every issue of this book. Um. Maybe because it continues point. to be incredible. It's just it's fucking incredible. So good. Um. So so talking in the last issue, uh, talking to Booster Gold led him to the obvious next step, the <laughs> who he thinks to be the silent partner in the the Booster's Bagels, the uh, man behind the bagel shop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the silent partner who will not shut. Just the fuck never up. silent Dude, ever. Uh, he says every word in this issue. <laughs> Every uh, single one. But yeah, it's uh, it's Ted Cord, Blue Beetle, uh, Booster's best friend and confidant and smart person that he knows. Um, and smart person. <laughs> so so Ice, uh, Ice and <laughs> <laughs> Ice and Chance go to Cord oh. uh, Industries to talk to uh, Ted and and discuss. You know, hey, are you a murderer? Did you kill Lex Luthor? <laughs> <laughs> i love how he just i do like he just asks them yeah yeah they're well, like i mean fuck it you know sometimes you just gotta ask you know like just come right out but like did you did you murder that dude and then uh ted starts <laughs> to answer the question and as he is um answering um uh, which he's just like well no i didn't but obviously like i want to but like obviously that's the he wrong thing to do but obviously that's the thing that a murderer would say and he just yeah, goes down obviously his own if i did i'd tell you i would he does so. the, he does the whole thing that everyone thinks every time that they think in the situation what they would do which is mm -hmm. like yeah. over explain their answer yes yep. which which in, in any normal circumstance feels like what a liar would do you know but like ted cord is just so like sincere and wholesome and doofy that like <laughs> yeah it comes off as like he's just like oh wait well if i did that you probably wouldn't believe me anyway so i guess like he's I, thinking it through doesn't the matter yeah, yeah. This, is, exactly. this is exactly how you should never talk to the cops well yeah yeah yeah. oh of course uh, number one <laughs> don't talk to the cops that's your first yeah, that's don't your first ever just don't, just step don't. one yeah don't they don't do like it. intelligence <laughs> just don't nice. talk to cops um the yeah. only thing you should ever say to a police officer is, am I free to go? And I would like to speak to my attorney. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, plead the fifth. Or do you smell the bacon? <laughs> no, would not recommend that one. Also, that's not mine, officer. As, <laughs> as your attorney, you can call them bastards behind their back all they want, but they as, will hurt you if you say it to their face. I like how, Casey, you're simultaneously our attorney, and we also have a bail fund for you. I love that. <laughs> That's how you know she's a good attorney. Exactly. That's a good point. That's a good point. Proof is in the pudding. 
<laughs> She's made a shit ton of pudding. I have so much pudding. So much pudding. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So so as as they're talking in his office, he gets a call from his secretary. It's like, uh, there's a robbery at the uh, the Bank of Utah. Like, you want to go handle that? And then he's just like, hey, okay. So um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do that. But would you guys like to tag along? I think it'd be fun. And uh, you know, we'll keep talking. We'll t- I'll I'll we'll keep answering questions. Yeah, we'll talk in the beetle. Um, so he continues uh, to the not. Bug? Oh, the bug. I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, it's a, but it's a beetle. It is. I mean, it's, it's he's is beetle, the blue right? beetle. He is the beetle, and he, he rides around in the bug. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm sorry. You're, yeah. No, it's fine. But uh, yeah, he continues <laughs> to never shut the fuck up while like disrobing and like getting like he's, he's he gets full blown naked in front it's of the, him. It's like the does, Iron yeah. Man scene where the, all the machines are undressing him, putting his costume and shit. Oh on. yeah, great. totally. Yeah, he's he's yeah. he's a wholesome, non drunk Iron Man in in this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so he like he seems like the kind of guy who pulls his pants all the way down to to pee. Yes, mm, I could see mm-hmm. that. I could see that. But um, then, like, but all the he's while he's, <laughs> <laughs> but all the while he's like carrying on a conversation with you while he's doing it, like, like nothing's wrong at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, God. Feels good, man. Feels good, man. <laughs> Gotta get that butt on your hair. Gotta get that air on your butt. No. Let them cheeks breathe, baby. Shout uh, out to Boys Club. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Piss Gang. <laughs> Piss uh, Gang. Shout out to non-fashy Pepe. Um, <laughs> anywho, but yeah. So so as Ted is just continuing to ramble, um, uh, 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 the, our human target has this whole monologue, like where he's like, he keeps rambling, and I keep thinking I should be with my family. I should be telling them that I love them, and like I should be getting them prepared for my absence. Or it's like, or I should be living life hard as hell and partying and just like just fucking shit up because mm-hmm. I don't have much time left. Or I should be, like, just sitting alone quiet thinking about the afterlife and how I'm going to cease to just fucking exist soon. Um, and he's like, wherever I should be, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> just like... Yeah, the problem is, uh, he thirsty. Oh, yeah. So, so th- then he realizes <laughs> that he's just like, well, problem is I don't have family. Uh, I, every time I've partied, I just, all I remember is a hangover. And, uh, I never really thought much about, like, thinking things over like that it feels like a waste of time uh but her cheek is cold on my shoulder and they're like sitting in the seat together actually let me rephrase they both thirsty oh yeah yeah yeah. and i wouldn't even say it's just thirsty they caught feelings but they are also so goddamn thirsty yeah Um, they caught feelings for that ass like right now like they just want to fuck well like in the last in the last (laughs) scene it does feel like a little bit more than that oh absolutely yeah yeah, I just feel like it, if it's a yeah, just like this is the DC version of what we just you know what we've been seeing in other books. Well, it's, it's the more romantic version than it, what we yeah. just talked about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, well, I like, like the build up. And yeah, and as they're getting on, I mean, they're they've been they've she's been femme fatalling him the whole issue, and they've been flirting the whole the whole series. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, as they're like going out to the bug, she says, "I feel you looking, Christopher." He's like, "Just wondering where you keep your costume, ma'am." Uh, and then, like, yeah. So there's things like that that are just like yeah. very tongue in cheek. Um, and then cut to them at the bank robbery, and like, she just makes it so cold in the bank that, like, human targets like it's 
insane how cold I am. Like, I just want to go run. Like, if it's that feeling when you walk out naked in the snow and you feel the ice crunching under your toes. And I am far away from the bank. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm outside and I feel that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so she just does that to get them to run out and then they fight all the bank robbers and... You know, like, he just sits there. There's such a good splash page of him just quietly sipping his uh, flask while, like, all the bang pow crash. It's yeah, such the, a gorgeous it's All a the Batman page. 66 oh, uh, so sound good. effects all around him. Yeah, they got them all on the cover, too. Right? The cover's got yes, all that shit, Yes, the covers. Too. This it's is great. my favorite cover. It's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, it's great. Um, but so yeah. they just continue to go on a bunch of fucking errands with Blue Beetle. <laughs> just nonstop. Just, just, oh, my God. Well, before they go on the next errand, there's to to drive the point home about their relationship. They're talking, and he's and she's like, "Well, you could have helped." And he says, "I'm not a superhero." And she says, "Really? What are you?" And he just like has this pregnant pause where he's looking at her, and he starts coughing. He says, "I'm sorry." Sometimes when I look at you, uh, sometimes when I look at you, how beautiful you are. I can't breathe. And she's just fucking awestruck that he said that. <laughs> like, so yeah, it's clearly more than just fucking, you know. Um, but yeah, as they're like about to get back in the the bug and and go home, he gets another phone call and there's a, there's a demon, there's a mutant bear. So they got to go fight a mutant bear. (laughs) And then while they're fixing that, they get another phone call that there's, uh, you know, uh, the cornfields of Kansas and the samuroids are trying to cut down the food supply. And then there's like samuroids. You you fucking heard me. (laughs) Sounds like something you need a special cream for. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, just uh, like a hemorrhoids with swords. <laughs> yeah, and then some kid uh, hijacks a bunch of submarines, and then uh, you know there's a a colony of aliens in the forest. Like it's just you know it's just back to back to back, evidently for eighteen and, hours. And there's this there's this thing that 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 goes through this whole thing where he keeps watching them fight and he keeps noticing this pattern. Yeah, something's something's wrong. Something there's, there's yeah, also in between all these pages it's them sitting in the back of the beetle as her hand slowly works farther and farther up his leg well first first it works into his first they hold hands yeah it starts nice yeah. and then it's it, yeah it's it's working his way up his thigh yeah so mm-hmm. it's there's it's both um, it's both yeah get your mind both. out of the gutter but yeah it's like there's something there's something off every time i see them fight every time they work together there's something there that I can't put my finger on. And he, he says it is like, there it is again. And there it is, you know. Um, so they get back to, <laughs> they finally like call it a night. And they go to this like hotel that, that Ted owns because he's just like, hey, sorry guys, I know it ended up being so late, but you know, it's a really nice place and there's really nice rooms. You can really enjoy it. And like, I'm really sorry. And it's just like, won't shut up again. So finally, um, uh, human target uh, invites him to the bar and gets him drunk. And he's like, oh, there it is. Finally, there's silence. It's <laughs> like thank fuck. RJ just just slipped in the group chat the first appearance of the samuroids. <laughs> Those things look horrifying. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. android samurais, not hemorrhoid samurais. Baron Katana. You know that's a love it honest mistake. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, yeah. I get it. <laughs> Show up with preparation H there's and a, find out you're fighting a, a bunch of robots. There's a Marvel equivalent too. I forget what it is. Silver Samurai. The, the well, hammer. Well, I mean, yeah, that is. <laughs> it's, it's Hammer's androids. Mm-hmm. Hammeroids. That's going to be the new Thor villain. Oh, God. <laughs> I think they're, it's like cyber ninjas or something. 
<laughs> Be careful not to eat them. Oh man. <laughs> so we're getting we're getting to the good the nitty gritty of this book. Um so he finally yeah, gets him are. to shut the fuck up and he gets him hammered. Because yeah, it takes like drunk. how many shots to get him there. <laughs> yeah, right. Um and as he goes back to his room, he he finds that the lock is broken. Well, oh, wait, we, we also don't we also big reveal when he gets we also drunk. get a big reveal. Oh he, yes, yes, he yes. Finally, I was I was too I was I was thirsty. He's focused on I'm the sorry. thirst. I'm, yeah, I'm he finally he's getting thirsty. He finally finds out who's who bankrolled Booster because it clearly wasn't this yeah. guy. Yeah. So so, but it like also kind of was. It was yeah. yeah so, it, it was so tangentially. Booster wants to like succeed on his own accord, so he. Uh, <laughs> Um, so so booster is too proud to ask ted for help and ted is it wants booster to like he knows he can do it so he doesn't want to always be there to like you know like bail him out um so boost so ted says no and booster asks him and then booster asks uh martian manhunter and then martian Man- manhunter asks ted so <laughs> Like so, by the transitive property. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Technically, he's the silent, silent partner. So um, <laughs> that's great. So we find out that that John John Jones is the is the silent partner. So he's Which he's the next issue. Obviously, is somehow more hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was very stoic and brooding. So it I like how in order silent. to find out who poisoned him, he first has to find out who's been bankrolling <laughs> bagel a, business. A, a bagel business. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not an Oreo shop if it was if it's John's. <laughs> yeah that is true yeah well there's got to be a you know dessert bagel that's oreo flavor yeah there's gonna be an oreo bagel <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the first clue you know although I, with this bagel shop i'm starting to wonder what their everything bagel contains oh well if, it, if you're getting ingredients Mars throughout stuff. time it's boosters <laughs> so yeah. yeah it could literally be anything it's like a legion flight ring in a bagel <laughs> yeah you you're you really break your teeth every time oh. you really got to know what you're getting yourself in for when you get one of boosters everything bagels yeah <laughs> he's like all right oh. give me like 15 minutes as he's just <laughs> time travel you wanted everything oh god uh, not again <laughs> we gotta take that off the menu S- skeets is skeets malfunctions a truly everything bagel uh, all right well now he figures out who who's uh, bankrolling ted or uh, uh booster huh? and then he goes up to his room the lock on his hotel is broken and the lock is cold so he he walks in uh, she, first she says i know you're out there christopher i can feel your warmth you can come in, you know, it's open. So he just pushes the door open and she's in there in a bathrobe pouring herself a, a whiskey neat. Um, and then we get the big reveal of of what was wrong. What, what, what he was noticing all day and it's fucking brilliant. He's like, what I noticed all day, what I couldn't help but see was how she held herself back. Every bad guy she faced, she could have handled in seconds with a snap of her fingers. Instead, she let Ted have his fun. Instead, she took her time Use the least of her power to get through to the end of it. Uh, truth is, she's not a superhero either. She's a god. And all I can think to do is get down on my knees and pray. <laughs> oh, and, and boy, he, and he do. And he do, bro. <laughs> this is like he do. my favorite last page of any comic ever. <laughs> what a good pun. <laughs> boy, oy, 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 oy. <laughs> it's so good. 
Does anyone else need a cold shower? Exactly. Get it? Because it? well, she ice. even talks about. She even talks about because she's like biting her lip. She's like, um, so just so you know, when I like kind of lose it control a little bit it's gonna get cold you good with it's, that he's like yeah i'll manage it's, <laughs> it's the whole cape pride phasing thing with colossus yeah exactly oh wow i think so but it's like I, yeah he's like yeah I'm, i'll be i think i'll be okay i think i'll live <laughs> i like in between this book that we're trying to figure out who poisoned lex luther we're getting this like incredible story about ice and what sh- she's all about this feels like a book about her more than anything else honestly yeah it, it really is and it's it's great yeah now, i mean like it's it, it's the classic noir trope like yeah, it's like it's speaking it's, to me and it's perfectly it, in that yeah way. and it's and it's not about the noir detective it's always about the femme fatale she steals mm-hmm. the, she steals the show like so it makes sense that it would be about ice it's fucking great right. yeah well rounding out the horny uh, my book is Mary Jane and Black Cat Beyond Number One by Jed McKay, C.F. Villa, and Eric Arseniga. This book, this book, this book was fun. It's so good. It is friend of the show, Jed McKay. <laughs> yep. It is like this book is like a uh, kind of a cap on McKay's uh, Black Cat run, kind of a a follow up on Rosenberg's Hawkeye Freefall. And like yeah. ties into the the current Spider Man book. It's just it's 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 got it touches a lot of points. It's well, got it, it all. ties up a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so Black Cat is going to go visit Peter in the hospital, and as she gets in there, uh, she sees someone holding Mary Jane at gunpoint, and it's the Hood who lost his titular Hood. Um, <laughs> from Hawkeye Freefall, and uh, he he wants his hood back, so he's just sticking up this person that he saw Felicia, um, like visit. He doesn't know that it's Spider Man, so he's just like sticking up this random person and forcing Felicia to go get his hood yeah. back. Um, yeah, because without it, he's just Parker, right? Yeah, you know? he's like, I can't just be called Parker. And and they 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 later address my first thought, which is, wouldn't Peter's spider sense be like going hell's bells right now? Right. Like that's what they they talk about that, and they talk about in the Spider Man run too about what's going on with him. But yeah. well, they they yeah. mentioned that if he, uh, it's because the gun wasn't pointed at him specifically. But if he right. if yeah. he does point it at him, it's going to like wake him up. Um, right. But he's like not well yet he's up but he's not himself at he's yet. also being and the last thing they need is someone to point a gun at him and trigger his spider sense so exactly uh, mckay actually wrote um this week's amazing spider-man as well which it mm-hmm. comes before this and it's black cat and steve rogers training peter as like a civilian kind of just like trying to like getting used to stuff like they've hidden his spider-man costume from him but they're basically telling him, like, you have to train up because you, right now you're not Spider-Man. And if you go out as yeah. Spider-Man, you're going to get killed. Well, I mean, like, you know, you last time it. last time he went out, he got hit by a car and hit with Cap's shield. So, yeah. yeah. Surprised he's not dead, so, quite honestly. So they're doing a good thing for him, at least. Yeah. Making sure he's okay. So Felicia's like, all right, I'll get your stupid hood, but I need <laughs> the redhead. Um, 
And it's like, why? It's like, oh, she's part of my crew. It's fine. So uh, <laughs> she gets Mary Jane and they uh, leave. And, you know, Felicia's like, I can't, I couldn't let, uh, I couldn't look Peter in the face if I let him, if, you know, if I let you and be in danger. Um, so, and then she's like, I'm going to, all right, but I'm going to, I'm going to help you. Uh, so Mary Jane ends up helping, um, Felicia and their first stop is to go to, uh, Count Nefaria. Count Nefaria is an old, like, X-Men slash Avengers villain that is really, he used to be big time, but he hasn't been used in, like, a long, long while. Um. Deep cut reference. A little Wasn't bit. Wasn't he in Hawkeye Freefall? Yes, because they mentioned. Yeah. I, yeah. I just meant like. It just in general. In general. Like, besides yeah, that, okay. I, I don't think I've really seen him. Like, he used to be a huge threat, and now hmm. he hasn't been. A, I don't think he's been around. He in a just while. seems like a crime boss with a cape now. Oh, no. he's. It's <laughs> a very Jed McKay thing to do, too, to pull in yeah. like an obscure villain like that. I mean, he kind of looks like Doctor Strange. Yeah, he, he does. really does. But he does. he's like really powerful uh and a lot of my knowledge of how powerful he was was how broken his hair click was when it came out in like 15 <laughs> years ago because <laughs> he had hypersonic speed they don't give that shit to just everybody okay <laughs> um anyway uh felicia's like i you know i don't really know what i'm gonna do to get information out of him he go. She goes up to him, and she's like, "I heard you helped uh, Clint. I need to know what you did." Uh, and he's like, "Well, my help for for Hawkeye cost three million dollars. You have three million dollars." She's like, "Not on me. I could get it." <laughs> um, and then he he's like in this driving theater, but he's in like a throne. Oh no, he's just watching a film in like a park. Right? No, yeah, he's at a drive-in. Yeah, because well, there's cars it looks behind like, him. Right, yeah, yeah. It he's looks at, like he's, he's at just... Docks. It, it's like one of his dock areas that he just has a projector set up. Yeah, but there's, I think there's other people there, like, watching. But, but I think those are his goons. He, yeah, aren't those his goons? I mean, maybe. But he's just in a throne. He's not in a car. He's, like, in a I throne. I think, yeah, I love that like, he's in his throne. It, it's just so ridiculous. Yeah, um, I love it. Anyway, I gotta bring bring a big throne to the Mahoning next time I'm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that won't get any looks. I I want this experience. Uh, but anyway, so Felicia's like talking to him, and it's like, well, you know, I could try to get the three million, and then from the corner, it's like, uh, hey, are you watching Dig That Crazy Grave? And it's MJ, and he goes like completely like wide eyed. And he's like, is that Mark's out? He's like, is that Marion yeah. Watson? I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. <laughs> so they're gonna get the information because he's a giant fanboy for MJ. I really like how that he's watching a Sonny Deperna movie, who is the person MJ made the movie with in that her series yes. that came yep. out like last year. I was like, they're just tying all this yeah. stuff together, which it was nice. Yeah, he's like the Mary Jane Watson. And then he pull he like has a servant bring up a chair. <laughs> so they just start talking and Felicia goes back into her van with her with her crew and it's just like, oh god damn it. It's like, alright, what else do we have? So her other uh her her 
uh, crew is like, oh, well, we got the names of everyone, um, uh, everyone you wanted, uh, who was there the day the hood lost his, uh, his hood. Um, and it's like Armadillo, Fancy Dan, Ox, Mr. Fear, Shocker, Rhino, and Tombstone. So it's just, you know, just Fancy Dan. Fancy just Dan. everybody. <laughs> Fancy Dan. What a just great all name. The, all the, the street level underworld. dudes. Yeah. Fancy Dan just sounds like a 30s bank robber. Yeah. <laughs> or just some dude. Like, <laughs> just wears suits. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Spurman spent a long period of his career fighting just people in suits so yeah <laughs> tombstone's like a big dude in a suit <laughs> yeah he's got true. like yeah yeah but he's, he's got a he's got a gimmick yeah he's yeah, got like, like the a gray tombstone. skin thing yeah yeah <laughs> and he hits like a tombstone um yeah. anyway anyway uh mj comes back <laughs> With the information, and she's like, all right, here's what's going down. Uh, and then we cut to this, like, montage of them going to the different characters and, like, swindling them or beating them up or whatever, and it's, it's great. <laughs> they're just, they're with Rhino at, like, a club, and they're just, like, having drinks, and Rhino's, like, laughing. They look like they're like, having a great time. I know! I, I was like, this is, this is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, the only one left is, um... Is Tombstone, and basically MJ says that the way that Clint, you know, defeated the Hood was with another demon, was with a duffel bag <laughs> demon, a duffel bag demon. At this point, I was like, I want one. Okay, <laughs> I guess that's the theme of the week, right? Yeah, yeah. So I would like one of those, please. <laughs> so they're like, all right, Tombstone's the only one left. We can't charm, can't con, can't beat him down. We have to rob him, um, and. So they go and rob Tombstone by essentially having MJ dress up like Felicia and uh, kind of bait him by like, he's like, oh, look, I already robbed you. And she jumps out the window while Felicia actually robs him, which is amazing. I I love the whole bit, too, of like, people always give me shit about the mask, but like, the... Oh, she talks about how like people kind of fill in the void, like the fill in the yeah. blanks, like subconsciously. So, like, the co- like you just yeah, you have the costume; they don't look for the yeah. details anymore. Yeah, yeah, we just have we just have this. You just this woman in in the tight cat suit, the white hair, the mask, yeah. and mm-hmm. they don't see the stuff that doesn't quite make sense. Yeah, they just say, "Oh, that's black hat." It's like how I think Spider Man's at my corner store every time, and then I see that him spinning the sign, and I'm like, "Oh no, that's not Spider Man." <laughs> <laughs> Def- clearly not. I have, fancy great, Dan. Except for, I have except. a great video of this boardwalk Spider-Man <laughs> that I saw one time. Except that That's one time where it was Spider-Man, I was like, damn it, I missed him. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so they get the duffel bag demon. Um, I love this guy. <laughs> and then the, they're like, I, I love the... Uh, MJ's like, yeah, we got the we got the bag, and Felicia's like, demon. It's like, sure, whatever you say. <laughs> and then it like grows a mouth though and a tongue. I was like, oh, all right, it's like venom bag. I just like how they immediately were like, uh, so can we get this hood? And he's like, can we like make a deal? He's like, yeah, let's yeah, do he's this. I like I like how his mouth is what the where the zipper would be. Yeah, it's so like the design. teeth of the zipper are the teeth 
this demon's teeth. Yep. It's, gr- it's great character design. Like, yeah. character design for a demon duffel bag. Demon duffel and they bag? It. Oh. So, they, they go back to the hospital, and Felicia's wearing the hood, and um, she, uh, she throws it to him, and uh, he's like, we, well, we, uh, he's like, how'd you do it? And he's like, well, we busted her asses all night, so there was that. But really, Robin, it's just down to wanting. You can get anything in this world if you know what someone wants, and if you can get it for them, you, uh, you wanted your hood back, Nefario wanted ho- Hollywood gossip, Tombstone wanted to skin me alive so bad he took his eyes off the prize. Even the bag demon, it wanted something. And it's like, it got a taste for the, um, the hood when it had it, so it, uh, got it, it like a hunger for the the owner and it wanted a complete set so it just turns out the duffel bag demon just became the hood and they tricked him and he just uh he he pushes him into its maw he fucking just killed the red hood he just ate well, him the hood he just like, the red hood is a copyright into the <laughs> oh sorry yeah you're right can't, the hood. can't you're go right. bringing warner brothers lawyers into this sorry yeah if you guys are listening uh, but yeah, no, they definitely killed that motherfucker. Yeah, like yeah. Just, this fucking demon yeah, straight up. Yeah, just him. picks it up and just closes the the chain around it. Yeah, it just yeah, it's like, well, we're all done here. Okay. So like, oh what God. now? What do they do with this duffel bag? Do then, they just give it back to Tombstone? They just like, they just throw it in the river. It's just like, well, now they're both <laughs> well, dead. So then someone then, else can deal with this. Then fucking Peter wakes up again and he sees MJ in the black cat costume and he sees Felicia. And he's like, oh no, not this dream again. Please be gentle. It's like, whoa, okay. Yeah, man, these folks this Didn't week. need to know that. I mean, uh, like, you know, for him, I mean, though, that's, that's not surprising, but it's, also, yeah. obviously. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which also leads to a great conversation between the two of them. And they ask a question I ask all the time. How does Peter, a, a guy like Peter, keep getting... Keep pulling in Just these kinds of, of women, fucking like like twelves. They yeah. they do they do have a conversation about that, and it's just like it's a pity thing because he keeps getting beat up so much. I was like, well, that's, that's fair, but that's I gotta great. get beat up more. Yeah, so then it's uh, the two. I'll let them beat me up. Yeah, I mean, for real, dude. Yeah, I mean, yep. yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, MJ and Felicia like start talking on the roof of the hospital, and. Um, <laughs> We get the the fabled uh, Jed McKay uh, teased on Twitter that he had snuck the term dump truck ass into <laughs> into a book, and uh, so we got Pan all the week right here. Felicia's <laughs> just Pan like, I wasn't week. sure it was gonna work if your dump truck ass would fit in one of my suits. Uh, I don't know. I c- which is like coming from Black Cat. Right. It's like, god damn. Like, all right. What is Mary J must be packing some heat. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can believe that uh, her butt's bigger than Black Hat's. <laughs> yeah, like that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> anyway, they do have. They they end up having like a really good heart to heart. After you know, moving away from butts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. But unfortunately, uh, MJ's kind of like you know. It was like oh that was you know that was a lot of fun to you know play the. A uh, bad girl for a night, and Felicia kind of gets somber, and it's like the bad girl. I hate that that's what I am in his life. Uh, and he's like, I'm not jealous, but uh, you know, from the 
from the outside, uh, I'm the bad girl of the distraction until the good girl wins in the end. The perfect one, it sucks. And uh, MJ starts laughing and she's like, well, you know, I, I initially was in that position because before me there was Gwen. And it's like, have you ever tried to live up to the memory of a dead girl? Yeah. Yikes. A perfect dead girl, too. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oof. Uh, and then uh, MJ's like, but you're so important to him. Uh, you're important to me. You're not a footnote in anyone's life. And I, man, that line, that might be my favorite line in the whole book. That was like, that, that hit me real hard. Um, it's really yeah. good. Love that. I love this relationship. Yeah. I just, it's adorable. You know, like, I'd read this series. Oh, like, it absolutely. It was super fun. And, and you know, I, I'm sure RJ was, is going to touch on it, but like, girl solidarity rather than this like trope that they've been doing mm-hmm. for nearly 80 fucking years of like <laughs> oh they're gonna fight o- with each other over peter and it's just it's like no nah, yep. he's fine he's over there that's not that has nothing to do with our relationship and i love that yeah. well I, yeah. I mean i think it's important with these characters like they're just such huge, iconic characters that they deserve. I mean, it's not not that they haven't had, you know, plenty of good characterization in the past, but I don't know. I think continuing like Black Cat series was really important to me just to because I felt like it it really developed her outside of Spider Man, and you know, to do that for an MJ series too. I loved both of those. I talked about both of those on here. I think th- yeah. they were yeah. both great. And yeah, just to see these characters thrive without the context of Spider-Man is awesome. Um, and and yeah, there's just not enough media in general, comics, movies, TV, where like women are just allowed to have friendships with women right. that aren't co- competitive. <laughs> like it's just yes, it exactly. doesn't yeah, yeah. fucking exist. And th- yeah. this relationship specifically, because there is a hundred percent a history of them doing just that. Exactly. So, right. like, not only like it's not just two new characters that was built f- from that fresh perspective. It's these two characters that need that uh, you kind of needed um, better characterization to steer away from there. And mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I love it, and I hope to God they let McKay or anyone continue writing uh, these characters in that vein. Um, I mean, yeah, this would be such a good team up book. I would love it. So yeah. Much. Yeah. Bring, bring black cat series back, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just had this whole book and you know, Spider-Man was literally asleep the whole time. Yep. And it, and it was fucking great. I'm go here back, for it. Go back to sleep. <laughs> please go back to sleep. The, Peter. the girls are talking. Go back to sleep. Yeah. The adults are talking. Leave us alone. <laughs> All right, so all that horniness behind us. <laughs> this guy's horny for words. He's horny for words. So uh, I got uh, I got Ice Cream Man number twenty eight by W. Maxwell Prince, Martin Morazzo, and Chris O'Halloran. We get a guy on a quest for the first word. Oh. I also would like to point out a variant cover by Alex Ekman Lawn. Friend of the show, friend of the shop, (laughs) 
all around solid fucking dude. So go pick up a cover B because that guy rules and the art rules. So he signed a bunch cool. of a bunch of uh, copies for the downtown store, didn't he? He did. Yeah, he he did nice. a secret signing because we don't want to have events because COVID. So he came in and just signed everything after after hours. So yeah, uh, if you're in Philly, come pick up a copy. Did you ask him if Glenn Harrington was able to sit for that portrait he did? Because <laughs> his cover looks exactly like that. It freaks me out. Uh, he uses like vintage photos, so it's uh, yeah. maybe Glenn Howerton is is immortal. He's a vampire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a it's a really cool like mixed medium kind of a piece. Yeah, it's really cool. Looking yeah, all cover. of his art is is like three dimensional. Like so, when you see it in person, it's it it's got layers, and you can kind of see the 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 depth, the physical depth mm-hmm. of it. But. That it's like those cool. Sandman covers that Dave McKean did where he actually built like a prop box and then painted them. Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly like that's, that. It's man, those are that's cool. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's we awesome. get this we get this guy who's obsessed with words. He's an he's an etymologist, not to be confused with entomologist. Etymologist <laughs> such is a great like bit. One of the things I really wanted to be when I grew up. What bugs? Still got time. No. Words. <laughs> I, f- oh. I find origins of words fascinating. <laughs> I see what you did there, Adam. See, yeah, it's a, it's a, well, no, I know entomology as well. Just I don't care. It's a running joke through the book. That's uh, oh, really? That's yeah, I'm, yeah. It's all, okay. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. It's they bring it. They bring it up like five times. I think yeah, it's funny. Well, now I'm well, bugs. There's also so, a lot of bugs in the book too. So there are quite. Yeah. So this guy, this guy is is. Where even are we? We're in the middle of some jungle somewhere. It's it's a uh, you know. Uh, gen- generic uh, monk on a mountain land. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Not quite generic not... because it looks wild as fuck. But like, you know, it's it, not clear. He's on a he's on a mystical quest. So there's a monk on a mountain. That kind of landscape. Yeah, he's he, he's got he's got to get to the top of the mountain to meet with the yeah, monk. The on Sherpas the mountain. involved. There's Sherpas involved. There's some yeah. old blind guy. Um. So yeah. So we go on this weird quest. Uh, all the while, we we keep getting into like the words of it all, like like all these different word origins. Um, uh, their their first night on the mountain, he has this crazy ass dream where he's in like a word forest, and like he finds, he like scoops up a, a handful of words that just say "wake up," and as he's wake as he wakes up, there's a giant spider about to eat him. Mm. Ugh, hate it when that happens. So that's where this shit starts <laughs> to get real weird. <laughs> so like, it's, and they even say he's but a child. I was like, uh, what? That's a small one. Yeah, <laughs> like you don't want to like, meet his mom. Yeah, where where the fuck did you just go, bro? Like, maybe turn around. <laughs> so like, we get to like this straight up climb. Like it's pretty much straight up from here, and we keep running into these like rainbow flowers. Mm-hmm. They're kind of all over this mountain. Um, and then they get to the classic, the classic rope bridge. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "I've seen this movie before. <laughs> One of the planks always gives out." Yeah, and then like the sh- the guide is like. Oh, don't be don't be silly. Like that that's just stories and then one breaks and he's like, "Oh, maybe it is, you know, truth is stranger than fiction after all or whatever." Yeah, like, it, we, yeah, me, <laughs> yeah. We get another word, we get one of the word breakdowns where it's like rickety. 
It's like from the from the 1680s, meaning liable to collapse from clattering or come clattering down, and it's like borrowed, of course, from the affliction we call rickets. <laughs> so yeah, so of course that is the etymology because that's that's fun. Like, yeah. yeah. So of course he ends up fall, almost falling through, and then you know we we spend another night in this on this mountain in front of a cave. And he has another weird ass dream and then wakes up to some crazy ass fucking monster eating one of his guides. Yo, the oh, reveal no. on this page was so good because he yeah. shines the way he shines the light. All he can see is like the head and shoulders of his guide and the monsters. Is it just his hand? Yeah. 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 Like it's claw. You kind of just see the claws around the guy's head. And then he moves the flashlight, and it's literally just the head and shoulders. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just, like, a dangling spinal cord. <laughs> and we get this spooky-looking fucking monster this, this with a fucking... gross dick. Oh, <laughs> of course he's got a gross dick, right? This book has the grossest dicks. <laughs> Bar none, this book's got the grossest dicks. Uh, yeah, th- th- if just you want like... gross dicks, we've got a book for you. Chewbacca on meth with a gross dick. Is yeah, like, but it's like, yeah. it's like that... If you're ever wondered like where's chewbacca's dick like wouldn't his dick be hanging out this answers that question yes it would and it would be gross and it, and it would be it would yeah it would, it would be, be gross and it would be hairy and gross <laughs> and there's a reason you don't see it because it's upsetting the problem is you are seeing it you just don't know i knew he liked that bowcaster too much <laughs> so like they end up running out of the out of the the cave and then rolling a giant boulder in front of it to seal in this whatever the fuck it was. Did anyone else think how the fuck did they push that giant boulder? Did it like did, was anyone else thinking that as we read this? Sure, I, but like where I was the hell? Thinking it was it was like well placed. It, it felt it felt like a plan. Like if like <laughs> yeah, that was I, more my fair. concern of like. Why was the boulder just so perfectly sitting there that you could roll it into place? Like, that seems yeah. like you knew this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then, the, like, the blind Sherpa guy just starts talking to him in English. He's like, wait, you could speak English? He's like, only when absolutely necessary. <laughs> he's like, well, fuck you too, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the guy and he's was like, also the translator. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and this guy's like, all right, well, I'm out. You're on your own from here on out. I've, I guess I've seen too many scary fucking things. <laughs> Yeah, I ain't trying to fucking die, so see you later, bro. <laughs> well, so he's got to go the rest. He hasn't seen any scary things, has he? I, he it seems very he's clear blind. that he can see no, in he's, some way. He's blind. He's I got mean, some it's sort still of second scary. Sight. I mean, yeah. just because you're blind doesn't like, mean you can't be scared by a shit, monster. You can hear scary. Like that'd be scarier. That'd be scarier. Right? <laughs> yes, that is true. Fair enough. Yeah, the image you make in your mind is always scarier than the one that you're shown. I don't know. You, At least you didn't have dick? to see Unless the guy crazy ass dick. <laughs> <laughs> Fear of the unknown, you know? That's uh, yeah. yeah. Fear of the unknown scary looking penis. <laughs> <laughs> that's my memoir. <laughs> that's that's my memoir. <laughs> so he he ends up he ends up finally getting to the top of this mountain and finally meeting this this guy with just the greatest looking beard. Like I want this guy's beard. It's so long and majestic. It's, what's his dick look like? It's the ice cream. Like I, yeah, you know it's the ice cream, man, right? Right. 
Okay. Yeah, that's kind of the reveal. Is this is, is the ice cream, ice cream man? <laughs> it should be. Absolutely does every time. If we right? ever see his dick, it better be an ice cream cone. <laughs> so, like th- this ice cream man wizard guy is up up at the top of this mountain, and he's got these these rainbow flowers. And this guy wants to know what the first word is. And he's like, I'll whisper it in your ear. And then he whispers in his ear, the rainbow flowers are poisonous. Also hallucinogenic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So the guy just falls down in a drooling, babbling mess. And then the giant bug comes up and he eats his brain. So, so part of this that I think is interesting that I, I'm wondering if you caught the last page is the ice cream man reading, and he says, "All will, uh, all will add stones to scale. All will see the fundamental litigation. All will bear witness to the grand and final trial of Ricardus, the demon god with the ice cream smile." But at the, when we first see him, he was he was saying. Creatures on the razor's, uh, razor's edge of reason. And then he sees the explorer and he goes, Oh, forgive me, I was cycling through to the end. Oh. So he but was... But also, in one of his visions, I think we were, we were seeing the trial. Yes. A couple pages back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he was... Oh, uh, right. I kind of skipped mm-hmm. past that. Yeah. The, like, I think it that was the second nightmare. It. Yeah, because that's... I think it's connecting it to that... And the other arcs, the overarching yeah, yeah, yeah. The, story the ice of cr- the actual ice cream the man. The ice cream man's uh, um, antagonist, if you will, is the man in yeah. the black hat. So, like, mm-hmm. that's the trial of, you know, the, the, the ice cream, the man with the ice cream smile and the razor, the creature on the razor's edge of reason. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, it's, it's a little bit more about the entire series as a whole. Yeah. So, uh, like, but we- I just, I, I really like that he says the, the last portion of that quote at the mm-hmm. beginning and then it and finishes it yeah it's like oh that's i like that i like a book yeah. that makes me go back and be like what the fuck what did right. i yeah there was a <laughs> yeah, lot of that in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this one i kind of liked it's basically like the bug in your brain but basically he got this bug in his brain that he needed to hear the last word and essentially was he's like it's all bullshit yeah <laughs> also now you've got a giant bug eating your brain yeah now you have to now you have to get your brain um, exterminated essentially. He has to call the exterminator and he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's so he's it, just it, fucking it, with them. <laughs> it's an interesting story of, of this kind of obsession and how an obsession can kind of really. Well, yeah, especially, especially because, like, you know, the, the blind man tells him to go home and do his family and he's like, I don't have a family because I love words too much. Thank <laughs> because you. Because they, le- they fucking left me. <laughs> yeah, because they couldn't take how much I talk about fucking words all the time. Yeah, so I'm an mm. expert at this. Thank you very much. <laughs> like- yeah, sir. <laughs> but yeah, to be that consumed by by Anything, an obsession. Really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. At least this book didn't just like make me just feel completely empty inside like it normally does. So yeah, that's I mean, a that's a there was still change. a monster penis, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that helped. The existential me a dread bit. was a little bit less. A little bit less. Right. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. wasn't quite as severe. But like yeah. we're we're getting a lot more of the ice cream man lore. Like who is the ice cream man? We're we're getting back to it. We had, there was a back, lot of it yeah. in like the second arc, and I'm glad yeah. that there's mm-hmm. a little bit more to it. Which is kind of interesting because like it there's like a council and like like there's clearly some kind of rules around it and it seems like the ice cream man's like go fuck yourself i'm gonna do what i want yeah Yeah. he's just an agent of chaos and and like nobody is happy about it exactly (laughs) least of all the people that he is inflicting chaos on (laughs) seriously yeah because he's yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) anyway so shouts let's shout some shouts we'll shout this quick uh i'm gonna just say it because everyone should say we should just talk about it every time it comes out because if you're not reading it as we say here you fuck it up. <laughs> uh, Devil's Reign 3 by Chippy Chip 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 Cheru oh. Zadarsky, Marco Cicchetto, and Marcio Menez. This book is fucking crazy. Yep. We get some Ben Riley uh, not talking to cops. Uh, we get <laughs> some Luke Cage. Yeah, he does. <laughs> um, we get the fucking Fisk and Purple Man figuring out that his fucking kids uh, fucked with his head. Um, the actual crew find out the purple man is the ones fucking with people's heads. That's why Fisk won't get voted out. Purple man's kids are trying to kill purple man. Like this boy's got fucking everything. (laughs) It's It's got chameleon as Iron Man, which is why Iron Man was trying to run. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Like he gets his like mask partially broken off and they're like, Oh shit, it's chameleon. (laughs) Like why the the, the fuck are you coming? And it's because he was the, he was the, uh, um, he was working for Doc Ock. Yeah, he was he was the politician in Doc Ock's pocket. So Doc Ock was yeah. gonna have a a proxy yeah. person in office for him. That was the plan. Yes, yeah, so where we the get fuck battle. is Tony? <laughs> like that's my he's question. Being a god. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, so. he's too busy being a making everyone smarter and or dumber, depending on who it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, this book's crazy. Um, it's kind of all coming to a head. We get four armed Hulk fighting She Hulk. Uh, Spider-Man fighting Doc Ock. Just it's, it's bonk. This book's crazy. It's in all the great best ways. Um, it's such a fun event and um the it's gorgeous on top of everything else. I can't I, the, the Chichetto art for this is I feel like another one of those iconic Daredevil art runs and it just keeps getting better. Yeah, Chichetto is uh, freaking amazing. Yeah, and I'm very happy we have it. Uh, I'm gonna enjoy every every issue I can. <laughs> All right, that's my shout out. Uh, Action Comics 1039 by Philip Kennedy Johnson, Ricardo Federici, and Lee Luridge. This book is still great. It is just hot Superman and also, beating people up. So sad. It's, it's so sad. Very sad. <laughs> Holy this shit. Give, this, this art was giving me like a Last God vibes. Yeah. It's the same artist. Good, good eye. You, you did it. Yeah. Look at you. And the same I writer. So. I know what. I had no idea, but that's awesome. I love it when that happens. <laughs> that's but, um, fantastic. Okay, cool. Yeah, Superman is still trapped in Warworld, and he's has like almost no powers except for the fact that he's just fucking jacked. So he's just <laughs> ripping people up. And I was like, all right. And uh, and he and he refuses to use weapons, so he's getting fucked. Well, up. yeah, the, he has a conversation with a guy who is like, yeah, you're fighting like you can just take every hit, but you can't anymore. He's like, you're not blocking yeah, you anything or dodging. It, <laughs> you can't block swords with your arm anymore, you fucking moron. Like, <laughs> and, learn how to fight. And then uh, we get the 
location reveal of Midnighter, who's like a resistance fighter, who like he wasn't captured, so he's kind of like getting an army together, and he's gonna go get Apollo, who we see at the end is like ch- chained, um, like yeah. underground, and um, also war. Wonder if what? I was. I wonder if they're using it for like a power source of Maybe. some sort. But he, I mean, he's like with Superman depowered, he's like the most powerful person they have. Yeah. Um, but I think it's cool that they, that Midnighter isn't captured and he's kind of like a rogue agent and like mm-hmm. he's going to probably be vital to them escaping. Um, and uh, we find out like that there, because there's all these different species trapped on Warworld that if one of them dies, like the last of the species, they have like a, like a funeral for him. So fucking sad. Yeah. It is. <laughs> this was very. Yeah. It is crazy oh. and it is so cool. It, it feels kind of like they're building this like really interesting mythos for uh, Warworld and all these different races. So mm-hmm. yeah, this book is just unbelievable. Every time it, it's my favorite Superman I've read in like fifteen years, probably. So. Yeah, it's super well done. Yeah, I hopped onto this when you started talking about it a little bit, and yeah, it's uh, it's pretty it's great, awesome. And I don't, I haven't read a ton of Superman or anything, and I'm really enjoying it. Yep. Uh, speaking of enjoying it, uh, DC versus Vampires number four by James Tynan the fourth, Matt Rosenberg, and Otto Schmidt. Uh, man, this book's just fucking great. It's just so much fun. Um, my favorite, the yeah. re- really the reason I need to shout this out is that. There's this whole bit where Bruce is in the the cave and he's like talking to the computer and then he like suddenly just shuts everything down and you you figure out that it's because um Ollie is in there uh, hunting him down so he like shoots an arrow at like what is clearly Bruce Wayne and then he goes up to the body and it's like just a a mannequin in a in the the cape and he's just like oh that's not that's that's bad that, I'm screwed yeah uh, and they have this whole like knockdown drag out battle. And he's like, at one point, uh, Ollie shoots him with an arrow that just has, like, it's like a water balloon arrow. And he's like, <laughs> why are you shooting me with water arrows? And he's like, it was holy water. Wait, you're not dead. You're not a vampire. No, you're not a vampire. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Why are you trying to kill me? <laughs> it was them almost killing each other before. Yeah. And there's like, why are you trying to kill me with a steak? I'm not. Are, are you? No, I'm not. It's, it's fucking great. It's fucking uh, great. Yeah. That- and then. There's also some really good Constantine in there. Um, dude, dude, the scene with Dr. Fate was well, so fucking Well, because, good. like, the very the book starts out, and he's just, like, at the bar, and Zatanna's just like, hey, you want to go, uh, let's, you want to get out of here? And he's just like, why? There's no one here. What the fuck is wrong with you? So, like, <laughs> he leaves with her, and then he immediately, like, puts a spell on her, like, binding her in place, and she's like, wait, how'd you know? And he's just like, I'm not, I'm not an idiot. I knew something was up. Also, um you're a vampire like it's not it's not hard it's what i do like what are <laughs> yeah like um, don't insult me yeah and then and then he just like releases the spell and he's just like so how is it being dead and she's like it's great and he's like yeah i figured that makes sense and they just like have a chit chat and they like catch up for a while and then dr mm-hmm. fate just like busts in and kills her and he's like what the fuck man and he's and dr fate's like she was a vampire she was gonna kill you he's like yeah it was also my friend <laughs> like, it's ridiculous fuck? yeah it's so good there's so much there's so many moments like this and then the end is kind of like uh like uh hal and diana confronting ollie and bruce 
and then the whole Justice League shows up, and God only knows if the rest of the Justice League has turned or not. We don't know, but we know that they think Bruce killed Barry. So yeah. there's a lot of shit going on here. So it's a lot of like, uh, uh who who's a vampire and who isn't, and it's all kind of coming to a head at, mo- at all at once. And yeah, fucking great. It's a it's a fun book. It's so much fun. So I feel like this is like one of those surprise books. Also, we get a hint about who might be higher up in the vampire chain, and it might be the Joker. Oh no! Because yeah, because they stick to strict hierarchies, mm. and uh, Cassandra Kane finds a a Joker card with like. Big red fangs yeah. drawn uh, like on it. Like a strict hierarchy of which Green Lantern and Wonder Woman wouldn't be at the top, which is just fucking bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like they're just generals in this army. Who's the, yeah. who's the leader? Oh. All right. We top made it. Story. Top story. God, Time I for am, some X deaths. I am fading out. It's been man. a journey. It is late. <laughs> We started so late. Yeah, we did. Let's talk about some people running through portals. It's uh it is the <laughs> sequel to uh Inferno and so so we didn't talk about the 10 lives of Wolverine last week. Uh, but that issue was essentially it was it was Logan um, time traveling yes. and he like he goes back in time to the birth of Charles Xavier. And is protecting Charles from Omega Red. Silver Samurai, right? Omega, Omega, Red, Omega Red, but Omega Red that can like possess people. His like his so, like, like spirit went back and like possessed people. So mm-hmm. his tentacles, he makes people have bone tentacles. Yep. Yeah. yeah it's it was wild. interesting to see like the the bone claw version it's, of Omega it's Red. It's the like whole yeah. weird like nice. X Men movie verse where Days of Future Past consists of them sending Kate Pride's consciousness back or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it, it so that, so that was Ren. the last issue. <laughs> yeah, but they're like they're like spines. Yeah. Like Yeah, it's weird. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, so that so that was the last issue and throughout <laughs> this issue, we see later on, uh we see Logan in Cerebro, clearly still time traveling, mm. but we'll get yeah. we'll get to why that's confusing later. Um, but really, it starts out as Moira, like the right where Inferno Four leaves off. It's it's this book picks up, and it's just Moira running for her life, just like I gotta get the fuck out of Dodge because Mystique is on my ass. Um, so Doug gives her a portal uh, conveniently to Scotland because he understands humor. Um, just send her, send her right back to where she began. Just a great uh, storyteller. Also, yeah. I kind of forget how she got war- a warlock arm. Oh, because she w- was missing an arm, and Doug was like, "Here, let me fix that for you." And she's right, like, yeah. "Oh, is this, is this so you can keep tabs on me?" And he's like, "No, I, it's just uh, whatever you're gonna do, you could probably do it better with two arms." Also, I'm <laughs> so, gonna yeah. keep tabs on you. I mean, yes, obviously. <laughs> um, I, but he's not helping Mystique hunt her down. I'm pretty. I sure wasn't expecting that. like when. Moira and Mystique had the conversation about, uh, oh, I'm still going to track you down and I probably won't be alone when I do it. I wasn't expecting her to like chase her right out of the gate, like doing it. I thought yeah, like, it was right like away. eventually it was going to happen. Oh, no. She I gave knew her 10 Mississippis. That's the 10 deaths. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I, I knew pretty much immediately, like, even if, 
Like, Doug gave her a head start, but that's not much of anything when you're but going up against But if they kill her, like, right away, doesn't one of the, the paths that Destiny saw happen? Because uh, it's like... No, no only, only if they kill her right in that moment. Oh. Like, like, when they're having the standoff with Doug. That's a, such it's, a it's weird... Like, yeah, yeah. I don't, this is going to be weird. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Are you telling me X Men is confusing and convoluted? Do tell. Explain more. <laughs> it's just that one thing that feels. Well, no, I, it was it was specifically because Doug was doing a power play. So if if they if they kill her right then and defy Doug and like the whole warlock, uh, like backup plan that he has, then they fail for sure. But now, if they kill her, not on Krakoa, not under the eyes of everyone else, no one's going to give a shit. Like, the only person that would even know would be Warlock and Doug, so are they going to tell on him? Like, I don't really know. That's the only thing that's still kind of a a wild card, is if if Doug is, like, really adherent to the rules. But, I don't know. Um, Anyway, yeah, so she she immediately shows up in in, uh, Scotland immediately steals a car and just like crashes it into the gate it's a truck just, full of sheep <laughs> i mean she's in scotland what else do trucks have in scotland Come she's on. got a bunch of uh bunch of hostages now <laughs> a lot of cute ones cute little hostages um but yeah then uh you know as she's dealing with this uh she starts coughing up blood into her own hand and oh. That's never yeah, good. Yeah, whoopsies, you know? That's uh, no Gonna good. Gonna need to get that looked at. Yeah, I gotta get that checked out. So she does. Um, she goes to New York uh, and goes specifically to Jane Foster, who uh, is, is a mortician now. She, like, works in the morgue because she's fucked over her job too many times. But for this instance, she goes upstairs <laughs> and... Uh, she does it as a favor. As a favor, does does some yeah. test results, and she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, you you've got you've got pretty bad cancer." Um, and then as like like Jane like answers to like the nurse is like, "Oh Jane, there's a there's an emergency. We gotta. You, I need your you know whatever." And uh, she's like, "Okay, cool. I'll take care of your patient." And it's <laughs> and it's surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? I mean, you did go to New York. How many fucking portals are there from Krakoa to New York? There's yeah. got to be like 30, right? And so, yeah. bad call. Um, so they immediately start fighting, and then Jane comes in as Valkyrie and gives Moira a bit of a head start. Jane well, out of nowhere. Ass. Yep, Jane just, just uh, you know, I like sides. R- right before <laughs> Jane shows up, Moira just grabs a handful of syringes and throws them at Mystique. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... That's, you know, do what you gotta Get do vaccinated. when you're a human without any, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. So, no, but so she, like, grabs the, the, these, these are a bunch of syringes that it looks like she grabbed out of the trash. So, like, God knows what's on these fucking needles. Ew. Yeah, that's Gross. Every hepatitis, go. Yeah. And it's also, it's not trash, it's, it's a sharps container. Anyways. <laughs> it's. That's that's just my bloodborne least, pathogen training coming in. I'm sorry. At least, at least, uh, hopefully, it is. It's not just trash. <laughs> that, that would be a huge violation. <laughs> that would be a big problem. Um, so the next next thing we see, which I I find is really interesting take on this, is that um she she crash lands and the CIA like facial recognition software is her ass 
And they're like, ah, mutant database, system scan, positive identification. They're like, yeah, we got ourselves a mutant. So it's not like a genome thing. It's like a, we have a database of mutants and she fits in there, right? So it's like yeah. she was previously classified as one and she was previously not seen for decades. So... Like, was it widely known at this point that Moira is a mutant? Not widely, but it's the fucking CIA. Or, or well, was it like she's a mutant, or was this like she's a, a mutant apologist? They're they're uh, the desk of X, right? They're like the mutant CIA. Yeah, this, is, this is the yes, this is the mutant uh, branch of the CIA. The people that are there to. But so they must have figured it out at some specific point. answer yeah. to Adam is no. It was not widely known. Yes, because no, no one on Krakoa because mutants didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so like if no one on Krakoa knew, how did the fucking CIA know this? Because they're tracking Charles and, and Eric and they see her, them with this mysterious woman and then I mean, she just disappears when they get of, an island nation. All of Russia knows at this point because they're mind controlling Colossus and he's on the Quiet Council and Emma told the whole Quiet Council, so Well yeah. there is that, I guess. That too. And the, yes. C- so- and the CIA is basically <laughs> thinking the same thing. It's like, well, we can she's got information. We need to get her. Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah, they're immediately like, uh, go get that bitch. So she, like, goes into the mall and, like, gets hair dye and cuts her own hair and just, like, is just fucking it all up. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) fucks up some guards, like, real bad. She also, like, goes into what is, like, the Marvel equivalent of, like, an Apple store. And there's, like, a really specific, there's, like, a really specific pitch for a prosthetic, like, cerebral like implants so it's like the next evolution of iphone is just like have it in your head it'll just record everything you see Mm. so i'm assuming there will be something in the future with that um i think elon musk is already working on it fuck him uh he can't even get cars to work right uh we're not going to mars anytime soon well matt groaning put it in one of his cartoons it'll come true eventually (laughs) that's fair um (laughs) it's also in black mirror so i don't doubt it at all so yeah, we're we're so. kind of skipping past this um this I was B gonna, plot with Black. I was thinking yeah. Casey was going to circle back to that yeah. part. You saw what I was yeah. doing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You want you want to tackle the B plot? Me? Yeah. yeah go, for go for it. So I don't I don't even know if I I fully understand what's going on with this B plot. So like I definitely don't. Yeah, that's so, the point. Don't worry. So like Black Tom just kind of n- notices a disturbance in the plant force. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's connected kind of like, to Krakoa. He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the plant force, I like that. <laughs> but, like, something kind of comes after him out of the depths of Krakoa. It's like a giant egg or some shit, well, right? Before, it's, it looks like a tumor. Um, before we get too far past it, um, not a tumor. the force is the plant force. Just saying. Anyway, continue. Well, the plant because, force would be the green. Plant, plants are connected to the force, is what I'm saying. All life forms are connected to the force. Anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. Just well, actually, <laughs> I had about to well the actually you. plant force. <laughs> but but what comes out of this this plant tumor is a <laughs> is like a warlock Wolverine hand. I thought it was gonna be Sabretooth or some shit. Nope, it's definitely a warlock Wolverine. So if you're wondering where Wolverine comes into any of this. We got a warlock one, and he's and he's yeah. hunting Moira. I can't tell who he's actually going after. It's he's fucking probably, everything. Up. I think he's hunting Moira because he goes into the no space and kind of like, oh yeah, sniffs her, sniffs out. her clothes yeah. and stuff, and is tracking her down. Like, but as you were talking about Casey, like 
they specifically make a point to show him or Gene next to Logan time traveling. Yeah. Sensing this other Logan. Yeah. So she's like, 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 what the fuck's going on? Yeah. And she, she reaches out to him and is just like, what are you? And, and I forget exactly what he says, but he says, I'm no one. I was never here. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like going to be like Sabretooth somehow getting out or some shit, but. Definitely not. See, the that. thing is, obviously, because it's a Wolverine book. We, though, we but say Warlock, still. but as we know, anything relating to Warlock that isn't expressly Warlock is fucking evil and trying to kill all the mutants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could mm-hmm. just be a di- like the other Phalanx. And also, he's effectively helped build Krakoa. So this could be Krakoa creating this. It could be, yeah. Oh, cause, because cause he Warlock cause Krakoa got used through. Warlock's power. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. So this so, could be Krakoa creating baking this thing up and sending out yeah, for because, its own purpose. Because Doug and Warlock clearly have a plan that and that plan is let Moira go because we have this law that yeah. kill mm-hmm. no human and she's a fucking human. So so they but clearly cr- are have that plan and they have no reason to track her down and me- after immediately letting her go. There's no reason to send a Wolverine after her. But we yeah. don't know how Krakoa feels about Moira. So That's the only thing that makes sense if with the giant egg, all that stuff. Like that's the only thing or, that would or make sense. Or what RJ right? said where it's evil. Yeah, or some manifestation of evil has come forth because I mean, it's X-Men and I it's just a matter of I've, time. I don't discredit the Krakoa self-defense theory yeah if yeah. he thinks moira is a threat to if kakoa feels threatened by moro like why not <laughs> make your own wolverine make your own self wolverine <laughs> yeah. i also have a feeling that time travel is going to play into this and the fact that um like there are probably going to be multiple wolverines running around well, there's definitely going to be of, like some what else is new right there's going to yeah, be right? some combination <laughs> yeah. of the two stories eventually Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're they're alternating. They're a Huxbox dealy, you know. It's funny. There was a conversation in the Discord recently where someone asked, like, "All right, you've got ten spots. What's your X Men team?" And I built one that was all Wolverines. Oops, all Wolverines. (laughs) Oops, all Wolverines. Oops, all Wolverines. I cheated though because I had Logan, Old Man Logan, and Patch on the same team. Mm, That's cheating. Uh, uh, similarly, I mean, Old Man Logan is a different character. Yeah, I mean yeah. that wasn't technically cheating, but Patch and Logan is definitely cheating. Mm. Uh, but uh, similarly, uh, at Flirt uh, Flirt Monaghan's fantasy basement, uh, one of the games that was played with the audience and the the interviewee was uh, oh god, I forget the uh, killer kill a B list, and the premise is put a name up on the screen and you have to guess if it is a member of the Wu-Tang or a B-list Marvel character. I love so, that. It's so much harder than you would think. I would be good at <laughs> yeah, right. process of elimination. Not, not, exactly. not, if you know, not if you know who's in Wu-Tang. But no, it's also Wu-Tang affiliates. Oh, so no, it's that's not, literally everybody. Exactly, yeah. That's literally that's everybody. Bill Murray's yeah, that's probably somewhere on that list. I mean, also, like every... Yeah, probably. Um, but also... <laughs> Everyone in Marvel counts. So, like, one one of the guesses was uh, Craig Blaze, and you're like, mm, okay, like, so I think it's the person, like- I think that, yeah, <laughs> anyone in in Marvel continuity is is fair game. And yeah, it's like it's like Ghost Rider's son, and he named him Craig for <laughs> some reason. Um, 
But one of them was cheating like a motherfucker because it was Jamie Somers, S-O-M-M-E-R-S. And I'm like, fucking cheater. You cheater. That's a cheat. That's a cheater move. Because <laughs> it's clearly not Jamie Summers. Right. But it is. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. It's a Wu-Tang guy. <laughs> like, fuck you, flirt. That doesn't count. Not the bionic woman. <laughs> I just Googled no, yeah, no. that name. That, it is her, right? It's, it's like the only uh, lady affiliated with the Wu-Tang is Jamie Summers. Right? I don't know. This you were at the event. This is quite the rabbit hole. I just Googled that person and she was the bionic. Well, woman. if you want to join in it. on conversations like yeah, this yeah, one, yeah. join our Discord. Hey, there it is. Hold on. Good, good plug. Jamie Summers, you said? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Hold on. What did I Google? All right. So we, we made it through last week's <laughs> comics. <laughs> I want to get into another Google rabbit hole. It's far too late. Um, no, what's out this week? Um, oh, uh, shit, the, uh, Dark Knights of Steel, uh, oh, yeah. next issue, uh, by coworker Record already read it. Record-breaking Spawn 326. Nice, Stop nice, that. Nice. Um. <laughs> Batman, Detective, and Spider-Man, because those books just come out every week. Jesus Christ. Uh. <laughs> oh, Sabretooth finally comes out. Here it up. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. He's back. See, I wonder what X-Lot, he's been up or, to. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Literally going insane. Uh, we have ten lives, right? Daredevil, woman without fear. Oh, excellent! Great. Finally. Oh, that's Ooh. finally coming out. Oh yes! my god, you guys! Dibs. <laughs> it's happening! Oh yeah, you could have dibs. That's fair. You've had dibs <laughs> for yeah. like three years. Yeah, I called yeah. dibs like two and a half years ago. Yeah. Ooh, ner- oh, new bird number three, Jinx. Um, nice. Yeah. Oh, Echo Lance. Mm-hmm. That's fun. One Star Squadron. That looks great. Yeah, good stuff. Monkey Prince. Not sure what that book is, but I want to check. It oh, out. that's the the character that they introduced in the um, like the um, the uh, AAPI of uh, mm-hmm. like book. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DC. Yeah. He's yeah, so I'll, check, I'll, I'll check that out. Yeah. All right. Well, follow us on the Twitters and the Instagrams at Last Week's Comics. Uh, join our Patreon. Join our Discord. I'll give you links to all that stuff. Sorry, I'm blazing through this because this episode is so friggin' long. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, go out, buy some comics, and we'll see you next week. For, for me, for them, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>